and gentlemen, legend in my spare time podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the IHOP Network, the international house of podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Steve. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Seth. And we're Dinner and a Podcast, and you're listening to the International House of Podcast Network. Legend in my spare time. Legend in my spare time contains themes and subjects that may not be suitable for everyone listening. If you're easily offended, we suggest you get your podcast on elsewhere. Hi, this is Carl Weathers, and you're listening to Legend in My Spare Time Podcast. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson from Something to Wrestle With, Bruce Pritchard, and you're listening to Legend in My Spare Time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and loyal listeners all around the world. To your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That's right. We back. It's Legend in My Spare Time. I am Matt motherfucking Lees. And with me, as always, is the most exciting man in podcasting, Just Johnny. Are you there? Hello. He's there. I'm he's, here. You, he's there. He's excited. And it's time for it to happen. You know, because we've been gone for a little while again. That happens from time to time. You know, there's been things happening, things going on. Yeah, I've been busy with the, with the other podcast project. You know, neglecting me. Well, you know, and I'm sure you've been heartbroken about that too. You know, you know me. So, uh, no, it's you know, I've been working on the other show. Matt Lee's gets creative. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's an interview series where it's a grown-up podcast. You know, and I talk to interesting, creative people about being creative and so things the, like that. The implication there is that I'm not interested. Well, you said you said it. I mean, not me. Hey, oh, come on, you implied it. You were like, you know. I talk to really interesting and cool and amazing people for a change. Well, like the- well, no, no, no. I think that's <laughs> you, you're you're implying that. I didn't say that. Now, I'll I'll, I'll mm. hit you with uh, our friends on the IHOP network, the Ozzy and the Palm Show. Make sure you check them out. Um, they were having a conversation about uh, when they mentioned the Matt Lee's Gets Creative Show. Now, uh, Nate, the Aussie on that show, as you'll know because you're a loyal listener to all the shows on the IHOP network, just Johnny, as am I. He was talking about uh, Nate is an artist, okay? okay? And him and I had discussed the fact that he was going to do an episode of Matt Lee's Gets Creative with me, uh, but we could just never get the timing together because I'm terrible at that kind of thing. And he's got two kids, so it's hard for him, you know? So, so what are you going to do? Well, that then led the palm, Russ, to say, well, why didn't he ask me to be on the show? To, to which to which Nate said, "Well, you don't you you're not you're not a you don't you're not creative. You don't do anything creative. Basically, you shit." <laughs> well, I mean, again, again, you said that, not me, and uh, Nate didn't say that, but he, you know, uh, the palm may have taken it that way. Implied? I guess so. But anyway, check out our friends at the IHOP Network. Um, some excellent shows over there. You've got uh, Joe and the boys at dinner in a podcast as well. You've got the dudes in Toyland who I was listening to the other day while I was reworking my, my toy room and re- reset, re- redecorating, I guess. Playing with your toys, you mean? That's right. And you got the Gooners in the USA. 
Uh, and I'm probably forgetting someone, but it's been a long time since I've winged it on a podcast because I'm all acting professional on the other channel. Anyway, just Johnny, welcome back, bitch. I know you've missed it. You keep telling me how much you miss this thing. Yeah, I feel it just feels wrong, you know. Yeah. When you're not, when you're not here, just something missing, like massive gaping hole. Oh, that's that's a different kind of hole. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> professional. That's right, professional. So, listen, I got a, I got a couple of things, you know, that we could talk about. Okay. Uh, and also, we've had some listener ma- mail as well from Danny Abbott, who hit us up on Twitter. Now, odds are I'm not going to be able to find the actual tweet, but I want to say thank you to him for listening. Thanks for joining us, uh, and thanks for tweeting along with us. Um, I've had quite a few tweets, actually, and hit-ups from listeners telling me that the term I was looking for was paraphrasing. If you remember our conversation a few weeks ago, uh, I was paraphrasing someone and couldn't remember the word paraphrase. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to tell you I'm now aware. Just Johnny was no help as per usual, but we got there in the end. Have you just vanished or are you ignoring me and being dramatic? I think he's gone, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Oh, he's back now. Hello. Ah, there we go. Uh, I guess I was like, motherfucker, you ignored me. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Now, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. So there you go. Oh, the, the question. But didn't my hole, like, didn't my word fill the hole kind of fit? What? You fill, You did fill a hole, all right. No, but remember you were like struggling. Oh, what's the word? And I said, you know, quoting. Yes. And I, I felt like that no would have it would have worked no 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 it's a totally different thing if you're saying quoting then you should be exact and it should be verbatim but if you say paraphrasing what you're admitting is this is pretty much what he said but don't quote me but isn't paraphrasing kind can't paraphrasing be used for evil because then you say you know, using the magic of sound editing, you could pretty much make me say anything. Yes, so, you know, that's true. I mean, if you did anything dodgy, you could just be like, hi, I am John and I did it, not Matt. Yes. I mean, I can, I can do a lot of things with your voice, just Johnny. But then can you not just say technically, like, you know, you could, I've got evidence, you know, this is uh, what he said. <clears throat> Paraphrase. Well, listen, myself and the listeners believe that paraphrasing was the right word. Okay. That's all that really matters. So shout out to them. And I know you're, you're loyal on the Twitter as well. You're always following and reading yes. along with our listeners, of course. So we want to say thank you very much to everyone for interacting. And we're happy to be back. And uh, listen, in the interim, lots of things have happened, folks. Uh, you know, some interesting things as well. Um, and the first... You mean you're speaking all from your point of view. Well, no, because, <laughs> because the first thing I've written down in my notes... Just Johnny, co-host, best man at my wedding, best buddy, is Just John tried to start a fight between Matt and Rachel. Hmm. Now, do you remember this story, sir? It's ringing a bell, but I just can't remember the necessities of it, like the finer points. See, I don't think the word is necessities, but let's not argue over English. Because, you know, we're both very well spoken. That's right. In it. Now, I'll tell my side of the story. Okay. 
And then I you should feel, hopefully jog. You feel free to jump in when your part of the story naturally comes along. So it's early on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. It's a weekend anyway. And the wife and I, like the most exciting rock star life that we have, we go off to do our morning our weekend groceries or shopping. I don't know why you w- folks over here laugh at me when I say I'm going to do the groceries. Because groceries for us is like a green grocer. That's where you get your veg. Yeah, but I get my veg when I do my shopping at the grocery store. Oh, we don't. We make it an entirely different day. Well, you know what? You don't <laughs> even eat veg. So let's not even, right? Let's not go back on that. <laughs> Fine. Because you Fine. don't even eat the fucking things. Why would you? It's bad for you. So anyway... Uh- our, our listeners in this, like in North America will be on my side and say, you go out and do groceries. You don't, when you go out, you do your shopping, you're going to like buy a t-shirt and maybe a, an action, a toy or a video game. Like that's shopping. Walking around town, as you would call it, is shopping. Now, groceries is I'm going to the grocery store. Yeah? No. I know JJ will agree with me, our friend from Mars Needs Podcasts. Where's like he him. based again, sorry? Portland, Oregon, sir. Exactly. So he's on my side. He'd say groceries. Yeah, but he wasn't. He also on your side about the whole white sock incident. Uh yeah, because he's 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 my boy, and he also uh, wanted me to tell you that he thinks Wolverine sucks. Oh wow! So I just thought I I'd put really, that out there. Really, really, really can't sort of take an opinion, take anything seriously from the guy who defended the white socks. Hey man, I wear white socks still to this day. I had them on today, as you saw. Yeah, but it's like you said, you can't go back on it now. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Because that would be even worse. Even if I wanted to now, I'm in too deep, ladies and gentlemen, for the years of torture I've had for wearing white socks. Now, again, you listeners in North America, you normal people, will go, what do you mean white socks? And I'm going to tell you, yes, white socks, just regular white socks. Apparently, wearing those here makes me a fucking Fruit Loop that should be exiled from society and mocked relentlessly including my best buddy ding air quotes uncle joey wanted to bring back the ding air quotes so there's one for you so apparently this makes me what a momo what do you think just gonna point out that fruit loops never really translate didn't doesn't translate well over here oh so maybe cheerios but they're just like plain they're not multicolored or generic random fruit flavored yeah but i wasn't talking about the cereal i was talking about my mental state allegedly yeah but we never use that crazy cuckoo Uh, or if you want to go real welsh valleys top top yeah twp now what does that now what does that mean it means like you're a little bit touched you're a bit slow a momo as you would say ah momo all right i'm with you now i'm with you all right so anyway the white sock tangent there you go so to this day, he still mocks me for wearing white socks. Hit us on Twitter and let us know. I'm looking at you folks, Librarian Kate and Danny. Let me know what the fuck the deal is with the white socks and tell me you're on my side. I'll show the screenshot to Just Johnny and we can all move on. You know, but again, I think just a like caveat on that one should be you got to say what is your preference on the sock situation and where you're from. Fine. That's that's I, I, def- I genuinely think there will be like a, you know, a location correlation here yes and i also think we should be very careful in this modern era using anything that starts with hashtag white so everybody be very careful using the hashtags but let us know what kind of socks are your preference and where you're from so that just johnny can put you in his excel chart and try to prove that white socks are not normal and there you go 
they're not normal over here unless they're part of a sporting kit like tennis or if you wear a white jersey for soccer or football as we call it fine we'll agree to disagree for now and we'll leave it to the listeners go ahead Uh, please finish your thought i was just gonna say do you by any chance know uh when the america uh the americans when america was founded are you now you i can hear you typing motherfucker no, it's 1776. Yes. So obviously that's well, that's their independence, but it was found like I don't know way before that. Probably going to get loads of people shouting now, being like, "It's ah!" But we just never get taught. Now because- I know 1776 because I love the Hamilton musical. So, anyway, please carry on. But oh, where's the America? When was sorry? But over here. British football, I think, was invented way before that. Okay, let's not go down there because apparently, according to the internet, it was 1872. So I was going to say, but football was around before America was. So technically, they they say it wrong, but apparently, it wasn't. So, well, let's just say, <laughs> let's just let's just get rid of that. Yeah, you I, edit that. Oh that, yeah, I'll, that oh, I'll edit that out. Will I? For those loyal listeners who heard our last episode, they will hear the beginning where I stuttered over the intro and then uh, Ponyboy over there called me out on it so I couldn't edit it out. And now he's saying you can edit that part out. Oh, can I? Wait, wait. There you go. There's the pause. So you can cut up to there. All right. I'll see. I'll see what I I'll see what I can do about that. <sighs> we'll see. And Damn then it, I swear well, I, in my head, I did, for some reason, I just had like it was invented years ago. Like, you know, centuries and centuries ago. This is why we, you, sh- you and I and we should not discuss sports. I think I might be thinking of golf, but that might only be the Robin Williams skit. That's an excellent skit. I highly suggest yeah. people check that out. Now, listen, I was going to the grocery store, remember, on the weekend? Vaguely <laughs> remember that. Right. So what happened was, see, what happened was, we were going into the grocery store, and Rachel said she was going to run to the bank and then come back and join me at the grocery store, okay? So now Rachel leaves, and I'm going into the grocery store. Do you know where you come in in this story now, Judas? Yes, I 100% understand. All right, so why don't you take over from here? Well, um, this must have been around about 10, half 10-ish, because I just finished the gym, and I was going to pop into town. And going into the car park... I saw your car, and I swear, I would swear on my life that you were driving. Rachel was in the passenger seat, and I saw Rachel taking a swig from a white cup. And, you know, being creatures of habits, I was like, ah, they went to Starbucks. Which isn't isn't the craziest thing you could accuse us of. No. And I I thought, you know, ah, you like to be freaked out. So I was going to send you a message saying, did you enjoy your Starbucks? Right. So let's jump back to my side of the story. I'm in the grocery store like a chump doing the groceries, and I get a text message from Just Johnny that says, nice Starbucks, or did you enjoy your Starbucks? Or something like that, yeah. So I'm thinking, did Rachel go to Starbucks when she told me she was going to the bank? She better be coming back with two cups. Tell you that much right now. So be whipping her ass. So well, then, whip yours. well, exactly. There's no contest. now. She, but then she comes back in with no Starbucks. So then as much as I love and trust my wife for a split second, just Johnny, I thought, 
Did she fucking down a Starbucks without telling me? <laughs> and I just come back here. So as she's walking up, I'm giving that, her that look of like, what the fuck did you get up to? She's like, what? And I'm like, did you go to Starbucks and not get me something? <laughs> and of course, immediately she's like, side of the story. well, so immediately she's like, no, fuck you. What are you talking about? And I was like, well, <laughs> JP says he saw, he says he saw you at Starbucks because of course, all I had from you was the text that said nice Starbucks. And in my brain, the story was now she went to Starbucks without me. So it became JP told me that he saw you with a Starbucks. And she's like, the fuck he did. <laughs> Okay, but given how wide my social circle is, the fact that I text you swearing that I saw you and Rachel in your car, yeah, isn't that almost slightly like very unlikely for me to get that wrong? It's very unlikely because was it also the new car? It was the note, the blue note. Right, and did, did I still have it that then? I think you did. Right, because folks, the other half, the other half of my life that's happened since we've been away is my car did so well on the MOT, its yearly road inspection to make sure it's road legal. It did so well that it was cheaper they had for to us. Put it out back and put it down. Right, it was like Lassie and shit. It was cheaper for us to get a new dog than to keep the other dog alive, which is sad. It's something that happens from time to time, but fuck it. So. Anyway, there we are. That's how you tried to start a fight between me and my wife. Now, lucky we were able to communicate and we cleared things up. And of course, I finished with, you drink Starbucks without me, I will kill you. <laughs> and then she laughed and then you sulked. Yeah, then she laughed and just stared at me and I said, I was just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry, please don't hit me. It was JP's fault again. Look, oh, come on, I, 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 would have, I would have put money on it. That's crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? That there are two other ha- adorable-looking motherfuckers like us driving around. Why? Why did you sense the handsome? Uh, because a woman isn't handsome. So I tried to use a a gender-neutral word. Not that we do that kind of thing here, I guess. No, but isn't that like slightly sexist to not assume a woman could be handsome? Well, I don't know how that works, right? Being the guy who once hosted a panel with the voices from Overwatch. <laughs> Okay, and addressed what I assumed. See, you never assume, especially with gender. What was a young man in the front row? And I said, "Hi, how about you, man? Would you like to ask a question?" To which the oh, response wait, wasn't this, was, uh... "Oh yeah, sir. Would you like to answer, ask a question, sir? And why don't you give me the reply? Because I'm sure you remember what it was. So, would you like to ask a question, sir? I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. <laughs> oh, I'm taking it out. Oh. The, the girl responded with. I'm not a dude. I'm just gay. Oh, I thought... Okay, yeah. (laughs) To which then the voice of Tracer, a very famous video game voice, said, That's not a dude. (laughs) Uh, Was anyone in the crowd? Oh, fuck you. Yeah, because you know there's somebody, one of the big... One of the loudmouth bullies at work, Ace, was in the crowd with his son. Shout (laughs) Shout out to Finn. You're my boy. But... Of course, he's in the crowd. He had to be, didn't he? And for the rest of that panel, I look back in his row, trying to be all serious, hosting this panel, and all I see is fucking Ace with his fucking dancing shoulders, fucking giggling and pissing himself laughing at me because I fucking did that in front of a crowd. In front of a big crowd. Right? Like one of the... Oh. Anyway, look, these things happen, and they'll continue to happen, you know? That's, is that a good thing, though? Well, I mean, look, did I mean any offense by it? No. 
And in my in my world, that means I'm clear of any offense because I didn't mean offense. And I, I, I mean, did I, there you go. I don't know. I mean, when, yeah, we, but- when we played the game on this podcast called Am I an Asshole, where essentially the listeners get to vote and decide on whether or not, yes, you are or no, you are not an asshole. I lost that vote, if you remember, Just Johnny. We, Which means when, that you were an asshole. When that first happened, we put it to the listeners. The overwhelming vote was, yes, I was an asshole. But do you remember what why it was, what the twist was? There was a caveat to why I was the asshole because I did not apologize. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Now, that wasn't because I was like, I shouldn't have to apologize. That was because I froze. And what else do you do in that moment but like... Uh, Squeaky bum time, I got right? to uh, Stop looking at me. Oh, no, I wish I wasn't in this room right now. But it, what what can you do? These things happen, like I said. So there you have it, okay? Now, speaking of these things happen... I had a nice adventure recently when I went to Swindon. Swindon. Now, you're going to have to come to one of these with us one day. I know you don't like going out in public, okay? And I know you don't like especially going out at nighttime, okay? Nighttime is where scary things happen. I know, but we'll be together. We've been out at nighttime before, and Rachel will look after us. Yeah, that's a good point. Me and Rachel can run faster than you. There you go. See? (laughs) I only have to run one of the two of you, though, so... Why are you taking your shoes off? I'll feed you with, exactly. I'll just feed you a candy all night. I know you can't resist it. And then you'll have a bad belly and you won't be able to run. But anyway, we went to see the Chicago Blues Brothers. Of course, we've spoken about them before. We had their head guy, Chris, on this very podcast. And we had their lead guitarist, John, on the other podcast. Matt Lee's Gets Creative, available wherever podcasts are available. So Shameless plug. Of course. Why not? Why wouldn't you? You know? So. We, uh, I used to live in Swindon, right? Before I moved to Canada, when I was young, I lived in Swindon. It's not very far away. And I thought, that'll be cool. The Chicago Blues Brothers are there. So I messaged the singer. And I said, Chris, our former guest, my buddy. And I said, uh, I think we're going to come to Swindon. And he was like, awesome. See you there. Make sure you say hello. So we look at tickets. And the first tickets to pop up are AA, three and four. Now, AA is like front row, front row. Um. So to the point that our knees were touching the stage, okay? We're that close. Just the possibilities. Right? So I, te- I messaged him back and I said, hey, man, we're coming on to the Swindon show and we got front row tickets like a right proper, uh, right couple of fucking stalkers. To which he sends back, ha ha, don't throw your underwear at me or no throwing your underwear. So of course, immediately I'm like, now I got to get some underwear now and I got to throw it at him, right? Like tidy whities That's right. Again. Tighty whities is that an acceptable undergarment for a gentleman, for a, a man, for a grown-up, sorry? Of course it is. Is it, though? Yes. I thought, like, I thought once you hit, say, 12, it's boxes. What's it, wait, well, excuse me. What, is, what does the comfort have to do with what age I am, sir? And secondly, who's, what business is it of yours or anybody else's? What kind of underwear I wear? Well, same business about the socks. So is it strictly color-based? So if they're like fucking Grinch, fucking tidy underwear, and I'm wearing those in the fucking middle of summer, is that cool? But if they're plain white, it's a no-go? I is think that what we're saying? I don't know. Because that's racist, if I'm going to fucking be honest. Whoa. Well, I'm just saying, I if, was, the, if I the, was the only problem saying. with the undergarment is its color, then that in its definition, I believe, is racist, sir. Well, no, wouldn't that be colorist? Well, either way, you can't see the color anyway. Exactly. So how can I be colorist? I have a color TV. Now listen. What is the problem with the tidy whities now? 
It's just the fact that they're a child's undergarment. Or so they have been perceived over here. I bet you that fucking Tony dad joke wears tidy whities Yeah, but that's Tony. That's true. Good point. Good well, good recovery. Well, anyway, I'm not going to let you sidetrack me. Yeah, I wear tidy. No, and I don't, though. Technically, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Wait, if you don't wear them, why are you defending them? I really, actually, I was really just thinking about this. I don't really know why I defended it because I don't have a single pair. I have like the brief types, but they're all fucking proper grown-up stuff like the Grinch and Star Wars wait, and Ninja wait, Turtles. Briefs. Is that your way of saying boxer shorts? No, no, no. So like boxers, the size of boxers, but they're tighter. Yeah. Because boxers are very single swingy and dangly. Yeah. Ah, uh, see over here, like you either get loose boxers or tight boxers. So like they're, they're both still called boxers. Well, then there's no problem here and stop judging me because I wear boxers. Okay. God damn. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen listening, we're not in a different place. He just says over here because he treats me like an outsider when these kinds of things happen. Oh, okay. How many times have you said, well, back, you know, back in the States or back, you know. Not, wait, very rarely, I think. The socks. Well, yeah, but that's because <laughs> I was defending myself. Oh, groceries? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, okay. What about, all right, okay, all right, what uh, about the balance or the other word which you thought might have been racist? Yeah, we're not saying that one again, but well, I didn't know what bell end was. Yeah, all right, so. Not bad. Anyway, look, I went to Swindon to see the Chicago Blues Brothers, and I didn't throw my underwear at him, but that's where we got on the tidy whitey thing. You started it because I said I should get some tidy whities and chuck them at him as a joke. And what did you immediately say, Mr. The Line is a Dot to you? Wasn't it? Can you already have them? What? No, so you, you already no, have them. No, you decided that I should probably decorate the underwear first. Nope, nope, nope that doesn't ring a bell. I'm colorblind, so I, well, how would I tell, know what to decorate them? Tell the truth. <laughs> I, I said you might have maybe should put yellow and brown on them. Yeah, see, the line's a dot to you. Come on. So, Chris from the Chicago Blues Brothers messaged me and says, what time are you getting to Swindon? And I mentioned whatever time it was. And he said, well, we're sound checking at five. If you want to come and jam with us. At which point you were like, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I was like, Rachel, we're going, we're going for five o'clock. Hey, Hey, well, Hey, listen, we go. Is it, is it cool if we go and go for five? So, uh, Please, we get, may I go and see my friends, Rachel? <laughs> right now, longtime listeners will know that in the Matt Lee's band with Jay Walsh, Wayne Bond, we used to play a lot of blue stuff and we used to play sweet home Chicago a lot. I mean, like, Hundreds of times. Okay, let's I'm assuming this is going to be a massively right. offensive slash ignorant question, but I'm, I'm guessing that's one of their songs. That's a Blues Brothers. Well, it's not just I haven't a Blues seen Brothers the f- song, but yeah. what? Wait, wait. Film. Finish that fucking sentence. What did you say? I haven't seen the film or the musical or anything. Is it John Belushi or whoever it is? Oh, come on. It's, it's one of those things that never quite translated over here. Excuse me. Blues music translates, buddy. No, I meant the film. Or it could, again, it could just be me. Well, I'm offended by your statement. Why? Because it's a beautiful movie, and I can't believe you haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed. But anyway. again, it's, it's like uh, Luke Perry, who recently passed away. Uh, I was having to explain to someone in work, that, you know, because they were like, who's this Luke Perry? 
I was like, oh, he's in. He's like an American sitcom. No, sort not of actor. sitcom, but carry on. Well, no, wasn't he in? Uh, is nine hundred two one now? It's not. I take it that's not a comedy. Then that's not it? a sitcom. No. No. Where is it? It's like a CW drama. Oh, drama. All right. I said he's like an American TV show. He's, you know. Uh huh. But like those shows never quite made it over here because like you never had EastEnders. Yeah, but don't. Home don't, and away, did you? Don't don't be talking EastEnders and Home and Away when we're talking Blues Brothers. Those aren't in the same fucking universe. I'm just saying what made it over here and what didn't. To you, anyway, right? No, because like I, I know people that like the Blues Brothers movie. Yeah, older people, right? <laughs> oh, you, how dare you, sir! I am but a few years older at most than you. No, I meant the other people who know it. Well, all right, listen. Listen, you need to shape up and watch the Blues Brothers, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, anyway, you Harvey, went there early. <laughs> our our loyal listener Harvey Locust, when I said it's the third time I'm seeing the Chicago Blues Brothers, said I haven't seen the movie that many times. So I guess he's probably on your side. But and again, you're gonna go. Yeah, but you're comparing it to North America. I know JJ loves the fucking Blues Brothers. So there you go. And anyway, JJ is gonna join us very soon uh, for a, for a Disney episode. You excited about that, just John? I am. Because wasn't he just in the land of Disney? Well, I don't, I, that's a spot. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about that, so I don't know. Allegedly, but yes, he was. Okay, so <laughs> I go there early. It's funny because when I recently asked about uh, podcasting, uh, JJ mentioned just embrace the tangents, man. Just go with it. It's not radio. It doesn't matter. But they, they happen quite a lot. I know. I know. I know. Oh, I know. Anyway, I got there early. Because I'm going to jam with the Chicago Blues Brothers. And we're listening to the sound check. Uh, they sound awesome. Have you ever watched a band during sound check? I've seen you. So, no. So, we, <laughs> so we, went around the, we went around the back uh, to the stage door, right? We go up to the dude, in the, like, like the typical dude in the little fucking creepy window. And I say, I'm with the band. And he goes, all right, come on in. Because he checks my Wait, name. Wait, he didn't even question it. No, he checks my name on the list. Thank all you right, very okay. much. <laughs> All right. And then he talk, walks me through. Now, the doors we went in lead directly to the stage. And you can hear the instruments, the the the, the players noodling on their instruments. And nice. the lights are getting warmed up. It's awesome. And you walk in, and you're just kind of watching them jam. Now, we then, he says, oh, why don't you guys grab a seat while we, we play around? So they're, they're jamming around. And I'll tell you, the, the cool thing, I've always said, I've always gushed about how good the show is. But also how pro they are, because... The rehearsal stage or the sound check thing was such a cool, unique atmosphere because they were all chatting with each other about working out different stops in the songs and stuff, but there was no ego. There was no like attitude. There was no hurt feelings. They were just genuinely wanted the jam to sound awesome. And I thought that was really cool to see that because having been in bands, it's not always like that. Like sometimes you'll get the reaction of like, why can't I play there? What do you mean cut that by one bar? You know, and you get the hurt feelers. It's nothing like that. It was awesome. It didn't feel right not to clap, though. That's why I was asking if you've ever been to a sound check. Because obviously they're playing through songs. Are you supposed to clap or do you just kind of let it happen? What, what, do you, what would you do? Uh, obviously, the fact that you're sort of close friend, you know, you were going to take underwear to throw up on the stage. I would have clapped and embarrassed them, sort of like whooped, be like, woo! I guess that's... And, and obviously yeah. embarrassed Rachel. Well, we went with the golf clap. Oh, oh. Trying How to sophisticated. Be, trying to be polite, you know. Uh, so then uh, he comes, uh, Chris comes and sits with us in the audience while we watch the band jam for a bit, which is really cool. 
uh, getting to chat a little business with him uh, about like the, the show and the, the the who's its and the what's its, if you will. So anyway, then he goes back up on the stage and he says, "Matt, come and jam with us." So right away, I'm like, "Oh yeah," because I kind of feel like I'm really excited to play with them, and you know, let's do it. So I get I get up there and he says, "What song do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Sweet Home Chicago," because why? Because I've sung it hundreds and hundreds of times, right? One of the ones you can like, I've got this. That's right. I don't have to worry about it. I got this one because you don't want to look like a fucking dickhead in front of the Chicago Blues Brothers, do you, Johnny? I'm guessing no. No, of course not. So here's one of my biggest fears now. We've talked about this on the show before. Math. I don't like math. Okay. Mathematics, not maths, plural, like they say here, over here. Uh, So it always, I'm afraid of it. And I know I shouldn't be, but I am. Because I'm a burrist, you know, if people think I'm real stupid because I can't add up really basic math, stay on that. So you won't know this because you're ignorant to it, but Sweet Home Chicago has a stop section in the blues song. And the line would be, well, 101 is two, two and two is four, right? Yeah, obviously I know that. Of course you do. Now, I was so worried about messing up one and one is two, two and two is four. Even just now when I said it, I thought it through. Um, I was so worried about that. I stopped thinking about the rest of the song. So the band is cooking along and Jake himself is standing right beside me swinging, sweet singing sweet home Chicago with me in a, a, a thousand seater theater. You know, it's, in, it's amazing. The lights are on. The sound is booming. It's a great experience. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, this is going all right. This is going all right. And then I go, well, one one is two, two and two is four. <laughs> and now I'm staring at the now I'm staring at the, the the Vince McMahon, the producer of the Chicago Blues Brothers, going. Now of course, so you're one shot, right? It, one it, shot. As if it were your one shot, right? If you had one shot, well, Eminem, I'm here to let you know I fucked it. Now, so of course, he's a great dude. He chuckled. Everyone thought it was funny. You know, no one was like, "What an asshole." Well, maybe they were, but you know. Um, Not out loud. But I couldn't believe that I fucked it. So the second time I got them right, of course you would. But I couldn't believe that I had to mumble through the line. You know? Did you obviously uh, tell your band what happened back home? Well. Or have you, have you not worked? Got the courage for that yet? No, I haven't thought. I know because they'll. I know the reaction I'll get from them. It's gonna be the same one my fucking wife gave me. Now, <laughs> I first I messaged. I first I messaged our good friend JJ. He's had loads of sh- loads of shouts out shout outs this week, uh, and I said I'm gonna sing "Sweet Home Chicago" with the Chicago Blues Brothers, or I I sang "Sweet Home Chicago" with Blues. He then messages me back, "Ha, don't fuck up the math." <laughs> He hadn't seen the video yet, or I'm sorry, he hadn't. He hadn't heard. You know, he hadn't known yet that I had fucked up the words. So he called me on it. You know, he knew right away. And when I came off, I said to Rachel, "I can't believe I had to fucking mumble it because I forgot the words." She says, "What else is new?" Which is, you know, like, yeah, truth hurts sometimes, you know. But it was a like it was awesome to see them. And not to keep shilling, but they, if you are in this, in the UK, I'm going to drag you next time, Johnny. They are awesome. Thebluesbrothers.co.uk. I don't even like calling them a tribute act. They're awesome. They're great people. Bargain price tickets. What an awesome show. Even your boy Leezy got up and danced. You know what I'm saying? You never danced. Well, never. 
Never, never. Now, in the vein of paying it forward, right? You leave that stage. He let you jam with him. He's an awesome dude. You feel really good about yourself. So Rachel and I are in a good mood. We're about to see some live blues. We go walking into Swindon Town, not football club. Not many people get that reference. And right away. Yeah, I don't I don't even get that one. Well, anyway, it's late. There's a football team called Swindon Town FC. But when you go to the shops, you call it town. So I said we went to Swindon Town. Listen, listen, I think you're with me. No, it's the last. Right. So we're going to McDonald's because what else is open that time of night? Okay. And as we're walking towards McDonald's, I see a homeless guy walking towards us. So I do the typical stare at the ground, grab Rachel's hand. Let's get out of the way thing. Right. And he stops us. And I hate being, you know, you hate this kind of stuff. Right. But he starts with, I don't want any money. So you're already going to listen to him for at least a second or two. Right. Yeah. Because you're thinking, okay. All right. He says. I don't know if you would, but if you'd be so kind to buy me some food, I'm really hungry. So I thought, that's hard to say no to. You know, these guys just did me a tremendous favor by letting me jam with them. Why can't I just pay it forward? And what, what's the worst that's going to happen if I buy this guy a cheeseburger, right? Yeah. I mean, really. I'm not, he's, I'm not asking for money to go buy a case of beer and some drugs. He's just asked for some food. McDonald's is relatively cheap. Fine, I'll buy the guy a fucking burger. Now, luckily, these days, they have the automated machines, as we all know. Now, pardon me, I have a frog in my throat, not a cock. Isn't the, um, hmm? isn't like the, uh, the machines, uh, a sensitive area? The machines? Yeah, in Starbucks, because wasn't it a case of they wanted more money? So McDonald's answer was, <laughs> we'll automate this bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I got to tell you, I'm sorry for the dudes out of a job, but it's much fucking easier. I don't have to talk to nobody. Other than these screens are supposed to be like 20% fecal matter, apparently. Nice. So that's that's your tip for the week. When you're done that, folks, go and wash your hands. So anyway, I walk the dude right up to the screen and I say, go ahead, man, order whatever you want. That's my first mistake. <laughs> So the dude says, oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the signature selection. Now, if you don't have that where you are, ladies and gentlemen, that, not for nothing, like a, is the most expensive thing on the menu, yeah? The deluxe meal. Right, like it's the deluxe of the deluxe. I, and again, what's a couple of bucks for a burger? But it is a little bit of a slap in the face, right? A, a little bit. Uh, so anyway, he does that. Uh, he gets that burger, uh, large fries, and that's it. That's fine. It's no problem. He says, thank you very much. I gave him his receipt and I said, you're good to go, man. I hope your luck turns around all the best. And he says, thank you very much. And he leaves. No, no, no drama, right? No drama. No drama. But it was kind of funny to me that he went to the right most, the, 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 right to the most expensive item on the menu. That's all. You know, a little bit yeah. cheeky. He didn't go for like the 99 cent burger, you know. But put yourself in his shoes. Oh, of course I would. Uh, you know, you've just got someone to agree to buy you food. Never a case of, you know, uh, I've, got, I could, I've got five pounds to spare. It's a case of, yeah, I'll buy you something. You know that you're never going to see, like, based on both your accents alone, you probably thought you were tourists. Why? Swindon? In, you know, not London or something. Right. So he's like, I'm never going to see these people again. Let's get my money's worth. Do you think he thought that deep into it? Wow. He's probably got the time. Right? Like, because, listen, 
I'm not I'm not a rich man, but I can afford a McDonald's now and again if I need to. My favorite thing isn't the signature selection. So what are the chances that that's actually this guy's go to McDonald's order? Like, do you you have a go to? Everyone does, right? What's your go to? Uh, it's literally just two hamburgers and fries. Fine, that's everybody has a go to, right? It's beautiful. So do you really think this guy's go to is the fucking signature quarter pound or whatever the hell it is? I don't know. I will be now. I mean, hey, you don't look charity. I guess, you know, if you're doing charity, you can't question it. I don't actually mind. I just thought it was kind of funny. And I want him to know that I know that I know that he knows that I know, you know, I'm on to you, motherfucker. That's right. Either way. Hallelujah to him. We saw the show. The show was fucking awesome. Uh, and then we drove home, but we got home like past midnight, you know, and that's scary time. That's rough. That's rough times, my friend. Rough times indeed. So next time they're around, you're coming with us, aren't you? Yes. Good, because I've told you that multiple times now, so you're going to do it. Yes, you have told me yeah. what's happening multiple times. That's right, Biatch. Now, rather than me just rambling and shouting, do you have anything you would like to chat about with the listeners for this lo- this week? Hmm. See, this is the kind of... Um, uh, I don't, don't want to say trap, but the whole this is where maybe if I say stuff interesting... I've had some feedback in the past that maybe what I find interesting is not the same. Remember the episode we did on Ball the Frog? And then we had complaints about it. <laughs> Weren't the complaints about Tony dad joke? Well, we've had that too, but Bomber didn't like it, did he? Yeah, but he's the not fucking listening anymore, so who cares? Let's play a game of let's who see, let's see who's actually listening. I don't think well, they're listening, so don't worry people. about it. Basically, I read the a few days ago that apparently a new theory which is gaining a lot of traction is that the universe is conscious Ooh, that makes me uncomfortable right? a bit right the whole universe itself is alive is conscious and it's like i don't know how to take that that's what she said now but what i don't i don't really know i mean i know ultimately what consciousness means but what in, in what sense is the universe conscious Kind of like if you took a brain and you're like, you know, if the brain was still alive, you know, you still have the impulses going through it. You could say, oh, that brain is conscious. Like it's alive. It knows of itself. It's. Yeah. But what does it know that, that it's a, you know what I mean? It's we not do, like, well, we don't know. My favorite food is chicken fingers. You know, I don't know why I dumbed it down that much and made it about chicken fingers, but you see where I'm coming from. Yeah. But that's the thing. We don't know what it means. Again, this is just a theory. Hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those ones. I was reading this, and I'm like, shit, goddamn. Did it scare you a little bit? A little bit. It's just the, what's the word, the idea behind it, like the the larger concept. That we could all be a bacteria? That's exactly what I said. I was like, that would basically mean that you're like a microscopic bacteria yeah. on a microscopic bacteria. That's like the size of it. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Try to talk to people in work, and they're like, "Dude, you got to get out." <laughs> well, I mean, that happens. That does happen to you a lot at work, doesn't it, my friend? Yeah, uh, it's one of those things. I've kind of got like a niche hobby or interest where you know the things I like. It's kind of just me. Yeah, yeah, but you also like freaking people out. Mm, I don't. Know. I think no. You do a little bit because one of our senior operatives this week had a nice little chat with me. If you remember when he walked around the corner and heard you ask someone to check your prostate. Do you remember that? Hey, if someone walks past with some gloves on, though, already Vaseline up. And, hey, 
don't they say the older as you get older it's something you should really look into i've yeah. never had mine checked yeah but by your doctor not some dude you work with anyway this but scene who is, do you trust more i i don't know if i would trust the people we work with man other than you and my mama exactly but so, like we've all had a few annoying motherfucker they don't know anything in the doctors you know well of course i have we all know that story but listen this senior member of staff walked right up to me right to my face and said he's your fault you're the reason he's here (laughs) and walked away and i'll be honest i was kind of proud because well, I freak someone out. Well, yeah, because it's fun. So these are what you do. You read these weird articles, and then you you don't. You're kind of like Joe from Dinner and a Podcast. You don't really deep dive. You just kind of skim over the story and then just tell me it. Yeah, and it's it's you know, it's one of those things. You will read something and then you'll forget about it. Then all of a sudden, like a couple of weeks later, a month later, it kind of becomes relevant again, and you're like, oh shit, I read this, and everyone's like, no, fuck off, that's not true, and you have to try and find it. Because it's months for, ago and you're ready. And Lord knows what's in your search history, sir. For instance, this controversial Michael Jackson documentary. Ah, yes. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really comment on that. Yeah. About its validity or how it made me feel. But there was a... People were talking about it in work. And I think someone was like, I don't understand how he... You know, how things got so messed up. And I said, oh... I imagine being castrated didn't help. And they were like, what? I said, yeah, it came out that his father had him chemically castrated. Mm-hmm. And they were like, fuck off. And I had to find the article. And I was like, I read this year, year and a half ago. And it was in yeah. The Independent. Yeah, we talked about it back then. Trusted. Yeah. And like, I don't know why I remember that. No. I had to explain <laughs> it. I had to explain to somebody at work this week what castrated was. So we got oh. that going for us. Now, here's what I think we should do. I think before we record again, we should both watch this doc and then we'll talk about it next time. Yes. But four want, hours though, but I want to do my pre it's four hours. Yeah. Uh, it's two, two, two hour parts. Uh, all right. Look, here are my thoughts ahead of time. And then we'll talk about it after. Firstly, there are radio stations in the States that are now in light of this, um, not playing his music anymore. And the Simpsons has pulled the, the Michael Jackson episode, whatever that means, whether they're just not having it syndication, what? Now, here's my couple of thoughts on this. Firstly, these are the same accusers as they were when it went to court, I believe, okay? Unless I'm being ignorant of which he was acquitted, okay? And I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not saying he's guilty because I don't know. Here's my point, though. He didn't get charged with it. And then all of a sudden, a few years after his death, they dropped this documentary, reaccusing him all over again, which if we're honest, all it's really going to be about is money and all it's really going to do is upset his remaining family. Now, there's a good chance, ladies and gentlemen, that he was a monster, okay? And then, still, he has a family, and he's already dead. Do they deserve it? But he's not here to defend himself. That's the part I don't like, okay? Yeah. But we've been playing his music for years, so why now, because of the documentary, are we... You know, it's that retro thing, that retroactive thing of, like, the same reason James Gunn got fired, sort of, you know? They look back and go, oh, you said this all that time ago? Man, you're out of here. So now, because it's been rehashed... They have to pull his music from stuff, which I think is very, very ridiculous. Uh, I can understand why it might be conceived to be a ridiculous thing, but look what Netflix did to Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I know, but is that right? Or I mean, di- <sighs> see, that's that's the thing. Like he's still alive, 
and it can go to court. It can be argued, you know, yeah. and the truth can come out. Yeah. But and, MJ already went to court. I'm not defending him again, but he already went to court. Like the argument. Yeah, but wasn't this. it? Uh, I believe it was you that explained the difference between a kid, uh, acquitted and not guilty, or yeah. was it someone else? Yeah, it was me. So if if my my thoughts are correct on it, acquitted <laughs> would mean that they didn't have enough evidence to 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 prosecute, right? So yeah. it means like uh, it doesn't really mean that you're innocent, but we couldn't really get you. Is my understanding of it? So, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's, you know, if we remove Kevin Spacey, if Michael Jackson, like, I know it's the whole guilty until proven innocent, but there's a lot of people out there, especially some people who know them, that's kind of like, ah, actually, yeah. I mean, think about it. Before Harvey Weinstein, before Kevin Spacey, before... Uh, Bill Cosby, there was running jokes, you know? Yeah. Everyone kind of made jokes. Like, Family Guy made a joke about when Stewie Griffin was running naked through a mall, and he was like, help, help, I've just escaped Kevin Spacey's basement. This was like 10 years ago. Yeah, and Seth MacFarlane, the same guy, gave a speech about um, Harvey Weinstein, that girls didn't have to watch him something, something anymore. Yeah, was it? I said, uh, now then, all these girls no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You know, people out there know the truth. And it's like the whole coming out after the fire to say, oh, he was a lovely guy. And it's like, no, this this should not be any shame in saying he's a dick if he was a dick after the fact that he's passed. Yeah, don't go out of your way to create a group where someone says, you know, what did you think of Michael? You're still well within your rights to say, I did not like him. He was a bit of a dick. I felt really uncomfortable around him. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, he was so good well i don't my thing is that the court system deemed him not guilty okay maybe he was acquitted but i'm saying they didn't find him guilty okay but now fucking judy on twitter can watch this documentary and go he's guilty it's very similar to like the making a murderer stuff you know we don't know it doesn't make us experts but avery's alive to talk to speak for himself and Michael Jackson isn't. I'm not comparing the two of them. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if Michael Jackson is guilty, then he is a monster. But it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, you see it in films, you know, a bad guy kills someone who steals a load of money and then tries to give it to, a, you know, the the waitress who's like a single mum and about to be evicted. And she's like, I don't want this money. This is dirty money. It's kind of along those lines maybe it's people don't want the music out there because even though they're good songs it's tainted yeah but if we're for instance hmm? go ahead no no go ahead like a lot of people refuse to believe this whole jimmy savile even though isn't that now 100 percent legit yes this is all true yeah as far as i'm aware yeah all the work that he did for charity people are like no it's not true look at all the stuff he did for charity and it's like, but that's what he used to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't see his work. We don't see Cosby's work on TV anymore. So I guess I just don't understand why. Just because of the documentary, you know, that's my, that's my thing. Because it, it was the same Michael Jackson a year ago, but they were playing Thriller on the radio. You know. Yeah, it does seem a bit shitty that it's now after when no one can defend it, or yeah. he can't defend himself. You know, can't be properly looked into. I mean, Macaulay Culkin said. He didn't do anything funky with me, so I... I 
Is it wrong to make a joke? No, please. I was going to make one too. Is that kind of like finding out that, you know, out of all your friends, the priest never touched you and you're like, mom, am I ugly? (laughs) (laughs) Kevin McAllister's got fucking, you know, uh, self-esteem problems because Michael Jackson never fucked him. Right? Come on. Think about it. If it's like, I've heard one or two snippets from from this documentary and if they are true, it seems very crude. Yeah. And it's like, it did seem like he wasn't really that fussy. Yeah, so he but, definitely uh, would have fucked Kevin McAllister, right? Would he, though? Or less maybe because Kevin McAllister was a lot bigger. You know, they thought Macaulay Culkin was going to go huge. I don't know, maybe. I don't know, but, I mean, isn't that kind of like blonde hair, blue eyes? Isn't that like the pretty boy thing? Surely Michael would have loved that. He wanted to be a white man. True, but I don't know. Maybe there's too much risk. But then if you if you even thought of it as a risk factor, isn't that kind of showing that he had a little bit of... I know what I'm doing is wrong. This guy's too high profile. You know, if I use him as a, I'll be nice to him. So everyone thinks I'm nice. He will say I'm nice. It's a nobody. I can get away with it. This may get way too deep for us, but then why are they telling people not to go to church? Who's this? Well, I mean, cause they know in the certain churches that the priests are touching kids, right? But they don't True. tell you to go to fucking not to go to church, but you can't listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. And they're, they're, it's you've seen Donnie Darko, haven't you? I might have been too scared and turned it off. There's a bit where one of the characters at the end it, it turns out that he has child pornography, and some of the parents because he's like based around a few people in school and a school orientated, and one of the parents who's like in the PTA or whatever, she's like, "Oh my god, this is this is all lies. This is not true." And that's the whole thing is like with churches, you don't want to believe it because it's like yes. It's, it's the reason why Tom Cruise will never leave Scientology. They're in too deep. Yeah. So these people, these mothers who've been spending like 50, 40 years going to church, preaching church, talking church, imagine finding out that it's all complete bollocks. Because if God isn't going to stop his priests from fucking his, ki- from fucking his children in his house or his place of worship, then what the fuck is he going to do for any of us? Yeah. I mean, I agree wholeheartedly like, with you. Everyone knows how hard it is to sort of be like, you're, you're in an argument and then it, you have that snap. You're like, uh-oh, I'm wrong. They're yeah. right. Oh, shit. And you don't you don't want to admit it. No. Nope. Even though it's, even like say between me and you, I'd be like, ah, oh, I'll try and blow it out of proportion. Or there's, there's things you do. You can be like, yeah, well, you smell, so I win. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of our arguments, grown men here. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like no one wants to admit they're wrong. Now imagine all the effort, the money, the the, the lives that you've been living. Yeah. I mean, let me say that if people find comfort in religion, then all the best to you, you know? But myself, just Johnny, as he just stated, no, not for us. You know? There's too much, there's too much sadness in the world, not to get deep, you know? There but is too much randomness. To believe that there's somebody up there looking out for all of us? No, thank you. And he definitely, even if you do believe, he definitely doesn't give a fuck about your sports teams. You know what I mean? Like, if he is up there looking over the world, do you think he cares about who's going to win the hockey game? Because, I mean, think about it. If he did, wouldn't they be flawlessly unbeatable? Yeah, and then every team can't be unbeatable, so then what does he do? Yeah. It's like a a joke. A priest and a rabbi are at a boxing game. Uh, They sit in front row, and they see one of the boxers sort of turns to his corner just before the fight. 
and does the whole, you know, touches his forehead, like, in the name of the Father, the Spirit, and the Holy Ghost. And the rabbi turns to the priest and he says, what does that mean? I've always wondered. And the priest replies, not a thing if he can't fight. Exactly. Hallelujah. Best joke that's ever been told on this podcast. Oh, no offense, Tony. Yeah, well, no, he's, he, we blew him up in a car. He's no longer around, folks. Whoa, whoa. Well, Nathan, Nathan did it. Nathan did it. Oh, yeah. Uh, now We have the evidence. That's right. We have the audio evidence that we created ourselves. Listen, we may, we got a little deep there, and that's okay. So what we're going to do for next week, we're going to, well, next episode, we're both going to watch the Michael Jackson doc, and the next week, we'll give you a deep dive on our thoughts and feelings on the, the subject, and maybe we'll change our minds, or maybe we won't. Yeah. Who knows? Do you think anyone's going to copy this podcast? <laughs> what? Well, copy like in general you mean I don't well, you know maybe kind of say what we say word for word i i don't know you would, you would that'd be somebody like ripping off wouldn't it you know yeah ripping off yeah. but like you know not even paying homage or homage or whatever the word is you're not you're not mimic them you're legit you're not copying. paraphrasing no. i know what you're, you're trying to do you're trying oh, to, you're quoting you're trying to wind me up wind you up what do you mean because What's I know, happened? well, I know what you're talking about, and we'll, I guess we'll tell the story then. Uh, I don't understand what happened. You do know exactly <laughs> what happened because I told you about this and I showed this to you as it happened. Now, once again, folks, as you know, I recently released a new podcast called Matt Lee's Gets Creative. Okay, and then a friend of mine <laughs> online who's had various projects in the past. Are you already giggling? No. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> now a cough. i put my i've been working on the show for six months i think if not more right putting it all together coming up with the concept putting it all together etc so reaching out to people that's right on the wednesday of the week you know whatever it is i put up episode one of matt lee's gets creative a show where creates creative people talk about creativity okay creativity being my root concept and word yeah yes now I'm going to stay first here that, you know, this gentleman and I have no beef. We've talked it out. I'm just telling the story because just John pulled it out of me. So uh, admit, yeah, I twisted your arm within a day or two of me announcing my show about creativity. He puts up a thing saying he's doing a podcast about positivity. Okay. And I'm like, Hmm. Now I put up a trailer and in the trailer I had gone on a little ramble. Like writers, actors, directors, producers, and you know, that sped it up and said loads of things in once at once. And then for one of the promos for, for, for his show, he puts up kind of like, what do a writer, an actor, a producer have in common? They're all being interviewed for my new podcast. Now those weren't the exact things that he named. I'm just saying that the, it's all very similar, you know? And of course, right away, I'm Mr. So my Mr. Antisocial. So right away, I'm like, is he, but I don't say anything right away. Okay. Then later in the week, uh, one of his posts, because in our trailer, I also mentioned that I spoke to a master chef. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, coming soon. I spoke to a master chef contestant about the creativity behind uh, cooking and things like that. Well, now, go ahead. Can you ask him one question? Sure. Uh, how would you behave if someone were to ruin the show Master Chef for you? <laughs> Oh, don't poke that bear. That hurts too much because our friend Tony ruined MasterChef for me, folks. He told me who the winner was before we got to the end, and I was still a few weeks behind, and I'm still not over it. Now, 
our friend with the new podcast then puts up, I'm interviewing uh, a chef. I want to interview a chef for my show. So I send him a friendly DM. I jump out, I get up in his DMs and I say, man, do you want me to send you like my lineup so you can just replicate it? And I already thought that was too much, right? Because sometimes you can be passive aggressive and sometimes I can be kind of a bitch sometimes. So the joy of modern technology and communication is you can always add an emoji to soften the blow, right? So yeah. I so I throw in the LOL emoji, of course, right? Because you're serious, but you're not serious, yeah? It's like, yeah, I'm just fucking with you, kind of. Right. So we then go on to have a perfectly grown-up conversation. About the, you know, the fact that it's strictly a coincidence and he had no idea what I was doing with my show, even though he had liked and commented on a few of the posts. We're not going deep on this, just Johnny. We're not starting a beef because we're still undefeated in podcast beefs. Okay. Isn't it four that we've killed? At least. You know, that's the, that's the bodies we can account for, your honor. Now, so may, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I'm not the first one to ever do a fucking interview podcast, right? No, no but nobody is. Somebody did it before all of us. And no, Zach, for misinformation. We didn't get it from you either, buddy. Okay. Much love. You short, less angry now, little motherfucker. Now, uh, let's talk about misinformation for a second. They put up a new episode recently. Do you know how long it was? Uh, 17 minutes. Three and a half hours. Now, I'm okay, glad now. the boys are back, but three and a half hours, too long. Too long, am I right? Uh, I'm gonna say yes normally, but well, unless you're Joe Rogan, didn't we listen to a four hours and forty five minute one? Yeah, yeah, but they are not Joe Rogan and Alex Jones. You know, neither, <laughs> neither are we, by the way. So I'm just saying. Anyway, so basically, I flat out indirectly accused a guy of copying my podcast concept. Uh, we then talked it out and perhaps realized that he didn't. Maybe it is all just a coincidence that happened within a few days of each other. Um, and that's it. I mean, the gentleman that he is, he even offered to withdraw one of his guests so that it wasn't too similar. And I said, listen, man, look, let's not go that deep on it. I guess I just wanted you to know that I noticed, but I guess I was wrong. So I don't mean any offense by it. I wish you the best with the project. He wished me the best with my project. That's, you know. It is what it is, dog. Podcasting is everywhere, you know. But there you go. Because sometimes you gotta you gotta bark a little bit, I guess, right? It was your fault anyway. You made me do it. I made you do it. You up. said you're gonna let me. You're gonna let him clown you like that. Hey, dog. You're gonna let him fucking take you for a mug. Oh, yeah. the butt. You yeah. mugging me off? That's what you exactly what you said. HBK, what's I, up? I don't know if he listens either. I had to think then. I like get in the. The gangster mode. Are you mugging me off, mate? You fucking mugging me Are off. Are you fucking mugging me off? You what, mate? You, you what, mate? What? No, I'm what? glad. I'm glad you said you what, mate? Because I got one more story, if I may, if we may finish up for the week. Have we? Did we round up all our thoughts there? Are we nice, clean, tie-in bowed on it for us? I think we are. Right. I think we are. The next thing I wrote down is Matt versus the council, aka oh. the government, the local fucking governing body. Okay. You know the story, Just Johnny. Is this where they got a bit bushy with you? They got a bit bushy with me. Very well played. So I come home one day to a letter that first off says the occupier. Doesn't even, okay. I play my fucking, I pay my fucking taxes. You can't write my name on a piece of paper. You have to write the occupier. Anyway, 
right away. Inside the letter, I see in bold letters in violation of code blah, blah, fucking blah. So you're like, oh, they want a foul. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Did I I do something wrong is my first thought, right? Uh Uh-oh, what did I do? It's not what I thought it might be. I have no idea. So I look at it and it says, regarding to shrubberies, bushes, hedges, etc., it then goes on to say how the, because we are kind of like our, our house is right up on the, adjacent to the road, I guess, right? There's a road running right near our front yeah. door and there are hedges. There's a path and some hedges. Okay. The letter goes on to state that my hedges are unruly, out of control and dangerous and unsafe to people passing by. Unruly. <laughs> and that's my own word. It then also goes on to tell me that if I don't fix it, they're just going to send somebody out to fix it and then fucking send me the bill. Taking okay. you for a mug. It then goes on to say that if this doesn't get cut and somebody does get hurt because they don't have proper access to the road, we're not liable. You are. Okay. So now they're already coming at me hardcore, even though it's addressed to the occupier. I don't think you can take the occupier to court. Assholes. So this is right after work. So I fucking go up back. I grab my fucking rusted fucking shears or clippers, whatever the fuck you call them. And I go up to my front hedge. I missed the spot. I missed a section. Now, behind this first page is a photograph of the alleged hedge. That's a good one, isn't it? Alleged hedge. Alleged hedge. What do you think the first thing I noticed when I looked at this picture was? That your hedges are actually terrible and you should probably... No. Take a garden maintenance course? No. I looked at it and suddenly realized, not my fucking hedge. Nice. So I go out front and I take a look and I realize mine aren't, mine aren't pretty. Okay. But they're not as unruly as the neighbor. So I go ahead and trim down out of good, (laughs) in good nature. I trim the bush. Okay. And I'm trimming, trimming and I'm doing the clips. You know, I'm no, I'm no man by any means. So physical activity is not an easy thing. So I, I do what I can and I get it all nice and trimmed. Okay. And I take a bunch of pictures and in the pictures, I, hi- I, I make sure that I show because basically the hedge that's unruly and in the photograph, John, is the neighbors. Okay. So I make sure the line is visible. The end of my hedge and the beginning of his. And I take pictures so you can see the house behind it clearly showing it's on his side. <laughs> I take multiple photos from multiple angles as you always do when you trim your bush, ladies. <laughs> and then I go ahead and email to them. Because they sent, left an email in the letter, and I explained, hey, I got your letter today, and I just want you to know that that's not my hedge, and here's a photograph showing that this is my side, and the other side's actually his, uh, and here's a shot from across the road, again, clearly showing where his house starts and mine ends, whatever. Uh, and I send off the email, you know me, I can be sarcastic sometimes. So I said, and also said in the email, I sure hope that he also got this occupier letter, uh, because surely I'm not responsible to clean my neighbor's hedge. Surely not. I look forward to hearing from you, Mr. Lees or whatever the fuck. And then I sent the email. This is like, well, I believe this was Friday afternoon. Okay. Okay. So Monday I get to like, well, you know me Monday at like 8 a.m. I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers still haven't responded. Cause I'm even though it's like, dude, right? it's the weekend, right? Yeah, it's they- Monday. I, I get it. Now I get to about three o'clock. I think that's okay. I call th- I call at three o'clock. Hi, I am uh, just calling about a code viola- violation, whatever the hell. But my hedges, and she's like, "All right, yeah, uh, you emailed us too, didn't you?" 
And I was like, yeah, but I didn't hear back. So I thought I should get at y'all before this goes to legal proceedings as per your letter. Cause I'm being a bit sarcastic now. Right. She says oh, yeah, they did threaten legal. Yeah, so right. Don't, don't come at me with threatening legal in the first letter, ladies and gentlemen, like be polite the first time, you know, Hey man, we really need you to take care of this. If the second one says, Hey man, we asked you to take care of this. And if you don't anyway, look, that's not the point here. She says the inspector is going to go back out there today and check. And I said, check what? It's not my house. Like you have to come. You didn't see my 17 photographs. You, he needs to check where the line is. That's what our count, our taxes are paying for. For this dude to drive around and go, yeah, that's definitely number two. That is right. Come on. She then emails me. She then emails, emails me the next day. I believe it was or later the same day. And it said, I can confirm no further action is required on your part. Thank you for responding in a timely manner. That's right. One nothing, motherfuckers. I win. I feel good. It, it, how did we uh, score the last time you fought them with the bins? Did they win or did you win? I don't know what. I don't know. What What do you think? I mean, I came home and there was just a bin there. So I think I won that did, one too. Did you have to pay for it? Yeah, I did actually have to pay for it. So, what do you? I'd say that's a true. I don't know. I'd say they they, they won. So, so the, you think about it. If you and I had a business selling black, you know, black bins, not racist. That's just what we call them over here. They're bins with which they're thank black. You, thank you for clarifying. The, the green ones are for compostable. That's right. Which has always bugged me because you're allowed to put raw meat in there or meat, and I was always under the impression that you never compost meat because it rots and it doesn't decompose. I thought that too. It's, it's very gross. Those, those, I don't use one of those green ones and put food. That's disgusting. Some yes. people keep it under their sink. I was like, that's literally just a massive pile of rotten food. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, you were saying, yeah, but like, think about it. If you and I had a business making them out of plastic, is it, you know, Maybe once a month we'll go and just steal a shit ton of them. <laughs> Keep ourselves in business, right? I guess. I mean, folks, I lost, I guess, that one then. So in the Battle of Matt versus the Council, it's 1-1, I suppose. Because if you don't remember, listeners, they took forever to deliver this bin that I paid for. Uh, and then when they finally delivered it, they said, we're not going to leave it because there's another bin here. And I said, yeah, I borrowed it from my neighbor because you fuckers are taking three months to deliver a fucking bin. Cocksucker. I'm trying not to get as worked up anymore. Okay. So it's 1-1. One, one. So we'll see what the next round is, I suppose. I guess you will. Listen, we did it. We fired out another podcast. How do you feel? Um, quite calm. You? Yeah, quite calm, I guess. You son of a bitch. Got me all worked up at the end. We had a good week, though. We learned some things, I suppose. We? Yeah, we learned lots of shit. You learned that if you're ever homeless and you ask for some food, go to the top of the menu, man. Go big or go home. You learned that you should learn the words to a song and not be afraid of the math. <sighs> not be afraid of the kind of math, the very first math that you learn. Hey, man. One plus one is two. And two plus two is four. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know about that. That's, well, yeah, see, that's understandable. It's a big world out there. Uh, we learned that black bins isn't racist. That's just what we call them. Yeah. We learned that uh, le some dude tried to steal my podcast idea. But then we made good. And uh, we learned that America's older than football, but not golf. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we didn't know because I edited that part out. Remember? Because you said you didn't want to sound stupid. So could I edit it out? 
and you edited this bit out as well, so we don't need to right. worry about that. I mean, if we edited everything out that made you sound silly, then it would just be me <laughs> talking to myself. Yeah. Uh, listen. Trying to work yourself up. Follow us, folks, at Legend Podcast on Twitter. Please interact with us. Say hello. We love hearing from you. I even show your Uncle Just Johnny the, photo, the, the screenshots of the tweets, and he loves it. He's very engaged and very excited. Uh, check out our friends at the IHOP Network. Fuck you, Steve. I don't know why I said that, but it's funny because whenever you pick a, a little fight with Steve, he gets worked up. So I like it. Uh, what's, let's put you on the spot. What's your favorite podcast on the IHOP Network, Just Johnny, loyal listener? I'm going to have to say... The whole, the probably the guys that we made eat dicks. Dinner and a podcast, Mike's podcast. Dinner and a podcast, yep. Because uh, we like Mike. Mike's a good one in there, but we haven't got him on you yet. Well, no, I listen. I'm gonna level with we you. Have his, uh, no, I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Okay, I think uh, I think he was talking shit. He's gone down a little bit in my books from this. I'm just gonna be honest with you, because you know he you know, he'll do it, no problem. I'll do it, and then you know he didn't ever reply to the email, and I uh, I sent him a, a Facebook phone request, which he ghosted, which is fucking awkward. And again, I know he doesn't know me. I'm not gonna be his friend, but I thought that might be an easy way to set up the podcast. Evidently not, but that's okay. Uh, Joe and the boys do a wonderful job. We love their show. Um, I'm getting a poor connection signal on my side. Are you okay? I think I'm okay. All right. I'm here and you're fine. All right. Well, we're, we're winding down anyway. So that's your favorite podcast on the network then. Okay. That's wonderful. Closing thoughts. I mean, we made them eat dicks. How can you, how can you top that? Yeah. How can you? I mean, one of their listeners tried recently to send them uh, something delicious, but it wasn't dick cookies. So, you know. Yeah. I think we'll always have that. That's right. We'll always have that. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes because it really does help with exposure, apparently, according to the new podcast. So uh, leave us a little review. Give us a couple of stars, maybe five, right? You want five of them, right? I'd like five of them, please. And I'll show you the screenshots and you'll giggle and you'll love it. I'll love it. All right. He's been Just Johnny. And he's been Matt Lees. Please get the fuck off of my podcast. Goodbye. Legend in my spare time, 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 spare time